0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Narrative Labyrinth where we discuss film, TV, literature and games with in-depth review discussion and analysis. I'm your host Rachel and today I'm joined by a selection of guests ready to talk about redemption arcs and really can anyone truly ever be redeemed. Please welcome.
1: Hello I'm Stephen and I've gone first because I'm the oldest.
0: Uh, Hello I'm Zoe and I'll go next because I'm
2: definitely not redeemable.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Boo, and I'm going last because the last time I was on this podcast, I talked about the final girl trope.
0: Ooh. So you're living your own trope now. Yeah, why not? OK, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. So, <laughs> yeah, I have brought everyone here today to talk about redemption arcs in kind of film uh, and TV predominantly, but also in wider narratives as well. Um, but like, what do we actually mean by a redemption arc? Um, at its core, I guess a redemption arc is a storytelling device, much like the final girl trope which we previously talked about. And the whole point, I guess, is a character is either evil or destructive or the embodiment of bad, kind of atones for their flaws or for their misdoings, and transforms from a villain into a hero. Uh, would you all kind of agree with that? Yeah.
1: To some degree. I also think there's a big a big thing of, if the audience really likes this bad guy, let's get them in more so that kind of being redeemed is sometimes <laughs> to get people to watch it more, isn't it?
0: So you're thinking as a storytelling device, they build in redemption arcs so they can keep more characters or actors around. Yeah, yeah.
2: OK, yeah, yeah. fair enough. I would actually agree with that. I think there's probably quite a few we'll end up touching upon as we discuss this that will brought in maybe as like a one-shot bad guy and then the audience really liked them so they were like oh we now got to keep them around so now we've got to come up with plot for them so let's do something where we try and redeem them and make that a storyline spike yeah. i mean looking at you
1: yeah that's who i thought of actually when you said that
3: <laughs> yeah <it> make <laughs> me feel better about liking this bad character well
1: it, there's also a factor of is the redemption forced upon them or do they choose to do it and that often is a lot of how much How much play you get in keeping a character around as well?
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'll agree with all that. So if we think about villains and when they do bad things, if we kind of picture it as they build up a karmatic bad guy debt, and as long as they stay villains, that's not a problem. You keep building up on bad things; the scales are tipped very much in villain. Blah blah blah. But if you want to switch to the heroic side, you've got to start chipping away. You've got to put your good karma, your good guy karma, onto the scales to eventually even that out. Mm-hmm. That's why, I guess, from my opinion, uh good redemption arcs has to see the villain go through quite a lot of challenges. It can't, it you know, one act often does not redeem a character. In my opinion, um, you have, you know, it has to be something that's worked at, atoned for, and is kind of a reward at the end. It can't just be a quick switch. Yeah, yeah I think it has to be something that's really earned.
2: And I think. Yeah, it's got to be earned, but it's also, to Stephen's point, it's got to be something they choose. Like, there's got to be an active choice that they want to be good. Um, If it's kind of forced upon them, then I don't think that's a redemption arc.
1: Well, I mean, off the back of that, let's name the first two characters. You, You mentioned Spike, but alongside Spike, you can have Angel, and one is he chose to do it, and the other is a gypsy curse messed things up for him so
2: yeah i hate the whole idea of angel's redemption arc because at no point did he choose to be good he was forced to be good and then he went on this whole like pious thing of i've got to redeem myself and it's like but your soul never did anything that bad it was when you lost your soul
1: I'd go further than that. I don't think that, that Angel is a redemption arc at all. I think it's Jekyll and Hyde. It's two distinct characters. And one feels guilty for the action of the others when he really shouldn't.
0: Yep. Angel did Sorry, nothing just... wrong. So we are, of course, talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer here and two of the kind of biggest vampires from that series. Angel being the good guy heartthrob turned evil by a, by a, by a curse put on him by a woman. Uh, no, he was turned good by a curse and then he turns evil again when he experiences pleasure from a woman. Which, by the way, when you actually think about that as a as a thing, is really gross. Well, it's I not mean, the it's, only
2: way. It's a moment of pure pleasure because they do play on it in Angel in like the second series where someone he, slips him a roofie, and then high. he goes evil. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He gets high and he has a moment of pleasure, and then he becomes Angelus, which is sort of the evil persona. But I mean, the idea in in Buffy is that. The vampire is a demon that inhabits a dead soul, a dead a dead human being. And Angel to Angelus is that, but then when Angel's human soul gets stuffed back in, the dead vampire demon, he becomes the human he was again. Is that yes. how that works?
3: Yeah, it's a little bit weird how it's played as a redemption arc because it's really clearly explained a couple of times because we've just been doing a Buffy rewatch uh-huh. and it's really clearly explained that, you know, a vampire is a demon possessing somebody's body. It's not the person, even though they might retain memories and some aspects of their personality. It's not actually them. So for it to be kind of played as a redemption thing doesn't actually make any sense.
1: Yeah, well, Angel is feeling, feeling guilty for something that, he didn't actually do he just remembers it happening because it's his body
0: yeah so that's atonement without the need for redemption then he is atoning for the the literal sins of his body that he has not actually committed opposed to that you've got spike who again kind of had this forced uh, atonement forced um look at himself through the chip in his head but then he chooses once that is removed to actually redeem himself he wants to be that better person
2: yes and I think that's why Spike I would say is a redemption storyline because he fights for it and he struggles you see his struggle obviously he, he sees what it's like what he can achieve with the chip hates it while he's got it but sees what he can achieve
1: well that's All right. sorry, sorry to interrupt but that's the writers getting your bad guy and your good guy to have to interact more that's yes kind of what redemption arc is that's the forced redemption arc isn't it he has to be good because he can't be bad so he's like if I'm going to get any action or get any fight scenes or anything I have to do it from a point of good and that sets him off the the path
2: yes well I think getting action is exactly what it is for Spike it's all about love he can't have Buffy and be bad so he tries to become good and he chooses to go out and try and get his soul back because well, purely selfish reasons, so it's not the best redemption arc because it is all selfish, but he is trying to be a better person. And um, you even don't, see that when he continues when he goes into Angel.
3: I don't know if I would say it's purely selfish, though. I think he starts out, obviously, he's doing it for Buffy because he loves Buffy, but I don't think he does it with the expectation that at the end of it, if he's successful, he will actually get the girl. I think he does want to be a better person. Which I think makes him quite a good example of a redemption arc
1: I think that he likes himself more when he's got the chip in and he's he's helping the good guys I think he actually finds that he's enjoying that which sets him on the journey of when the chip is it does the chip be removed or be deactivated or something
3: he gets it removed
1: yeah, yeah but then he has the choice and like you say he chooses to continue down a path of good which is a redemption arc. That's it. That's what it is.
3: Yeah. And I like what Zoe said earlier. I think it was a good point where you mentioned that he struggles on the way there. This is not like a, oh, he's got his soul back now. Everything is fine. Like he still does really dodgy things. He's not always the nicest or the greatest guy. He's very problematic some of the time. Um, But I think that that's quite a realistic portrayal of someone learning to be better after hundreds of years of being a really evil shit. It's interesting and nuanced.
1: Which is yeah yes. something that Angel Angelus isn't really. That's much more black and
0: white. So I think what we're coming to here is what are the reasons for redemption. Um and I kind of have spent some time thinking about this, funnily enough, um, because I wanted to make a podcast episode about it. And for me, I think there are kind of three things that can force a redemption arc in a character, um, naturally. So so within within the, the, the chronological plot I guess, and that is the situation around them changes. Someone changes which again is often love or often displayed as love but someone comes into their life or leaves their life that shows them shows them a different path um and the third is they themselves change they they evolve in themselves to want to activate this redemption arc
2: yeah there's a really interesting thing if you look at the hero's journey and the villain's journey and i would say more often that the hero's journey starts because of loss you know look at your spider-man's even Iron Man, etc. they all have kind of trauma in their past. They've lost somebody and that starts them on their journey to become a better person. And then you kind of have the villain's journey that generally doesn't... The redemption part of it doesn't really start because of loss more often than that. It starts because of love or attachment or something like that.
0: I would I would sort of agree with that. So do we think you can ever have a good redemption arc?
1: I, I, to be honest with you, after being invited to do this and thinking about redemption arcs and looking into them, there are very few that I think are actually worthy of the title, really. I mean, people bring up like Buffy and in in Buffy, they bring up uh, Angel and Spike. People would mention Darth Vader. And I don't think that's anything, anything like
0: that. Okay. So Mm -hmm. are we, are we agreeing uh, that death of the character is not redemption? Oh god no
2: death is not redemption
0: no i think it can be but i think it, it would have it to doesn't necessarily
3: the... yeah
2: it's the scale isn't it i mean darth vader doesn't die to save the universe darth vader dies to save his son is that really redemption
3: yeah exactly it's got to be what are
0: they dying for exactly what's their motivation i mean does he die to save his son or does he happen to die killing his boss
1: well no like the only thing that darth vader does for any good uh, in like the original uh trilogy is he sees his evil emperor boss trying to kill his son and he decides no i'm not letting that happen beyond but that but he is quite
0: happy to torture his own daughter
1: yeah i mean does he know d does, does he know that she's his daughter you at cannot the time? tell
0: me anakin skywalker the most powerful jedi in the world with the most midichlorians in the whole wide world of the universe did not know that that was his daughter, who we now know was Force-sensitive and became a Jedi.
2: Well, yeah, that's putting sequel, well, prequel at Logic Timeline wah, into yeah. the original trilogy. Uh, the original Darth Vader does not know that Leia is his daughter. Should he have known, given all the rewrites George Lucas did, that's a whole different podcast.
1: Yeah, but I mean, in in the, in the in the throne room, at the end of Return of the Jedi... The only choice Vader makes is to save his son. The consequences of that, I don't think he considers. I don't think he's like, I'm going to be good from now on. He just sees his son in pain, and that is a point that he can't allow to stand. He decides if we to, think, to, to move.
0: And if we think of the karmatic scales, do we think him killing, although we now know he didn't kill Emperor Palpatine, which kind of kills the whole thing anyway, yeah. um, do we think him killing and propelting that one act do we think that unbalances uh, the scales for all the karmatic, karmatic bad that he has done previously you no. think of all the, the younglings nope
1: <laughs> no
0: um so yes. yeah i always think he is uh darth vader is shown to be a real kind of like look at his redemption and i actually uh, agree i don't think it's redemption and i think if you look at the Sequels and Ben Solo's slash Kylo Ren. I also don't. I think that is more of a redemption, but I don't actually think it's a true redemption arc either.
1: It's more of a redemption. Unfortunately, it's very badly written, so a lot of the motivation for it is not really clear. I but mean, was he
0: ever evil in the first place, or was he a scared little boy?
1: I mean, I've got another thing for you about the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. If the if after saving his son, he's welcomed in open with open arms as a Force ghost. And then he spends the next 30 years not helping his grandson not fall to the dark side.
2: Yeah, that's the big problem with kind of the whole Darth Vader redemption thing of even in the original trilogy, they show him as a force ghost at the end. So to then not use him at all. And like, really? So we're saying he was redeemed, but he does nothing to save his grandson from the dark side. Well,
1: I mean, terrible, isn't it? Admittedly, none of the glowy force ghosts did anything. But, I mean, that's the problem with having an all-powerful thing. If you use it, then it kind of, you know... It's... Kills your plot. Yeah, yeah, so...
0: And there was so much plot in there to kill in the first place, it would have really <laughs> ruined it.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but um, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, thats it's messy. Does he redeem himself? Not really. I mean, he's still... We, st- we still see him, through the course of the sequel tr- trilogy, murdering people and the only thing he really does is help ray
2: but he wants ray to come to the dark side at no point is he tempted by ray saying come to the to the light he's that's like a, no ray
0: come
1: that's a good come point. join me that's a good point yeah he wants to he wants her on his side rather than him being on her side that's a good point
0: okay so are we are we kind of saying that his death star wars just doesn't do good redemption arcs is what i'm sort of hearing here
1: well yep. they, they, they they seem they, like I mean these are the only two major occurrences, but they seem to think that if you do one good thing and then die, then that that you know that levels the playing field for you, and that's just so i I
0: think wrong. they do one good redemption arc, um however, it's not particularly well known one because it's not in any it's in a video game, um and that's the battlefront two story campaign, which Eden Edenverso. verso, oh yes, yeah. So she's a a, a Stormtrooper, well, a, a, an Imperial commander, um, and she defects to the Rebellion, but does a lot on the way to get there. She doesn't just kind of wake up one day and go, I think I'm going to be a good guy now. Um, well, and I mean, the kind see, of story, that's... and that is her coming to that realisation to join the the fight for good.
2: That, and I think that's... there's quite a few like that in the Star Wars universe. If yeah, you look at the expanded universe,
1: that's like what I was you've gonna got Mara Jade
2: and, you know, there's quite a few, but that's not, you know george lucas plot like he just yeah. can't do redemption
0: arcs.
1: i i was going to mention the expanded universe to some degree because like you've got this galaxy spanning empire versus rebellion thing that goes on for 20 years and there are lots of people that decide oh hang on are we the bad guys and then decide to join the rebellion i mean the rebellion basically a lot of it is ex-imperials
0: um yep. so yeah and it's... okay so that move that moves on to my next point i guess Is it a redemption arc if they were born into evil or they didn't know they were evil in the first place? So you've got some examples of Star Wars in there. Um, I bring to this um, the She-Ra and Princess of Power TV series as well. Yeah. Where a lot of the, what we would call villains in that, um, thinking uh, the people that work for the the bad guys. uh, So Hordak which we find out in the final season is a clone and didn't actually choose this. He was designed to do this. You've got Catra uh, and Scorpia and Adora herself, who were all born into or grew up in this evil. Well, they thought they were the good
2: guys. Like Adora says it multiple times in the first series where she's going out and she's been told all her life that the princesses are evil and use their powers for evil. Um, and when she sees a village destroyed, she's like, well, this was obviously you guys because we wouldn't do something like this. And then she gets shown like a horde pin or something. And she's like, wait, would we have done this? Were we the bad guys? Um, and I think there is a really good point to be had about war, etc. and is redemption of people who found out they were on the wrong side, a redemption arc. Um, so when I was kind of thinking about this, the the people I thought of were Londo and Jakar. And yeah. you could, from Babylon 5, um, Londo Malari, you could really see, in some ways, I think he is a good redemption arc plot because he starts out as very selfish all about himself uh, and throughout the series by integrating with some of the others and other species and seeing how they do things that maybe the Centauri way of life is quite self-involved and especially him, uh putting House Malaria above everything is not the right way to go. And his final axe is literally saving everybody else. You know, he finds a way to break free of what is basically a brain slug, I think at the end, to kind of warn others off so they don't get taken over or whatever. So I think he's a good example of a redemption arc. But you could also look at his whole relationship and Jakar's relationship and say, probably at the start of this they both thought the other needed redeeming because they were on the other sides of war
1: another another and- aspect of that is as well as a redemption arc for an individual you've also got the changing of an organization and you've also got the levels to which they're going to go to because their side is their side it's like you know you'll have individuals like i don't know one I think of is in Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, you've got Callus, um, who mm. over the course of a few episodes decides that the rebels are nicer. Basically, he gets treated better by one of the rebels characters than he gets treated on his own ship by his subordinates. And superiors. so, I have a,
0: I have an issue with him as a, a redemption arc uh-huh. because he kills a season previously a female character who was about to defect and do, uh, had done that redemption arc more off screen.
3: Right. So
0: he then kind of takes it. Like he then resteps where she went in terms of realizing actually the rebels are the better guys than us and gets the defect. So I I don't know. I just have a little... Is um, this uh,
1: uh, the female politician from Lothal? Yes. yes. Yeah. I can't remember her name, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Minister tu- uh, Tuo. Tuo? Yeah. Tuo. Yes. Yeah. Tuo. Minister yes. Tuo. Um, yeah. And I just have a real issue, um, and I think this is actually more of an issue with uh, the way Star Wars can treat some of its female characters, um, that she kind of did all this work to being redeemed and becoming a good guy. Uh, he kills her, and then he gets to have all the glory of being redeemed and being the good guy.
1: See, I, I don't know, because, I mean, her 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 switch is quite sudden as well, isn't it?
2: Uh, no, I think... I think it comes from quite a self-involved
3: place. She does it.
1: She's scared that she's going to get killed by the Empire, so she decides to run away.
3: Yeah. I think there is something as well about you kind of have to see him do something really bad in order for him to be redeemed. Like, it's not enough just to know intellectually he's an Imperial officer, so obviously he's bad. He needs to actually do something that the audience sees that we get really upset about for him to be truly redeemable and have a redemption arc. Although I do agree it's a bit crap that it was one of the female characters.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because there's so many of them, you see. So, you know, it <laughs> yeah. was they didn't have any choice. Um, no, I think, yeah. So are we kind of saying that that um, death is definitely not an answer? Um, but but also you still have to do redemption if you were born into evil or, or you're, you're...
3: Yeah, I think actually that's probably one of the most powerful ways you could tell a redemption story because it's really difficult if you're brought up to think... A certain way, or to think that this you have the truth of a matter, and then to grow up and realize all by yourself that actually you don't, and you're on the wrong side. Yeah. Um. I think that's that, and that kind of goes back to what we were saying at the beginning about redemption arcs being something that you have to do for yourself. Um. And I think that's kind of the ultimate way of telling that kind of redemption arc.
0: And interestingly, going back to to She-Ra, so Adora kind of spends the entire first season if not first two seasons on a redemption arc she has to win the trust over of the good guys so she's got the magic MacGuffin now um and is now a, a princess of power and, and is she but it takes a long time for a lot of them to trust her they take a long time to come to the conclusion that she is actually okay um and i think uh when i rewatched that i really noticed that redemption arc that she goes on um and how how long it actually takes um but then you've got other characters. You think uh, Catra, which is always kind of uh, people complain a lot that she has a really poor redemption arc. She kind of just wakes up and is good one day, uh, which is something I disagree with. I think there was an element of um, corner cutting in terms of Netflix, allowing them to have episodes. Well, that's it's very well known that they had to cut episodes from the final can I, season. Can I ask a question about she
1: Yeah. I, I, I've i seen some of it, but I've not seen all of it, but is Like the redemption arc, is that baked in as the story for the first two seasons, do you think? Do you think that's where they started with? Because having your story be somebody starting somewhere and ending somewhere else is a lot different than, I don't know, say Spike, who just because he was popular, they wanted more of him. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, it's a better story if that's your story. If your story is about a redemption arc.
0: I I would say uh, that Adora Shearar's story for the f- for the first uh, season at least is about her redemption, yeah. um, and proving yeah. that she is not this super evil being. Well, she was because she was a captain, yeah. in the horde. Um, and I that's... think the whole.
2: Uh, so I would slightly disagree with that because they hadn't really. At the point where Adora finds the princesses and the sword, etc., she'd only just basically graduated from the Academy. So she hadn't been involved in many missions. They'd been involved in training. She hadn't been a lead yet. So I don't think she'd done anything reprehensible. And I think for me, I think Boo was right earlier, you do need to see that reprehensible act before they can truly redeem. Otherwise, it's like, oh, you went a bit murky, but you kind of had a good wash and it's all better. Yeah, so on but... that
0: basis, is Catra a better redemption arc because she actually does do evil things before... Um...
2: Yeah, I think Katra sadly gets rushed because Netflix made them cut episodes. But from where she was to where she ends up, for Catra, and I really debated this when we were considering this as a topic... You know, is it a redemption arc? Did she do it for Adora? And the answer is it is a redemption arc because she didn't do it for Adora. Her moment of redemption, her moment of clarity comes when she's on Horde Prime's ship and she's basically been promised she can now be one of his right hand glowy clones, whatever. Um, And Glimmer has been captured and Catra realises that Glimmer has been captured and orig- uh, she starts off teasing because she's never liked Glimmer. She's always been very jealous of Glimmer being a friend to Adora now. And as she watches kind of Glimmer's suffering and what Glimmer's going through, Catra realises she's in the wrong and she ends up being the one who helps free Glimmer. And I think that's a really big moment for her that She does die for
0: doing it though like her personal sacrament the advantage she has is she's a cat and has nine lives Um, (laughs) and uh, the the creator of the series does plot where she uses all her nine lives Um, one of them she uses for dramatic effect which I think is really funny Um, but she
1: I've got a a question for you about Redemption arcs. what is what is irredeemable I mean you say like you've got to see someone. JK Rowling
0: Hawkeye (laughs)
1: Hawkeye.
0: (laughs) Oh, Hawkeye.
1: Yeah, don't get me started on Hawkeye. Hawkeye does not deserve to go back home to his family. No, not at all. It's okay.
0: They they, they murdered the lady because she wasn't a real lady because she didn't have baby-making parts anymore, so she was kind of superfluous to life.
1: Yeah, no, Hawkeye is a Uh. real problem for me.
0: Um, What is
2: irredeemable? I think there definitely are things that are irredeemable.
1: Going right back to the start, we we talked about Angel versus Angelus. Yeah. If... They were the same person. Then killing Jenny Calendar for me would have been un- irredeemable. Because the way they handle that in the show,
2: it's the torture. It's the glee of the torture he t- takes on Giles that makes that so yeah.
0: bad. That, that, it's not that's... killing
2: Jenny. It's how he
1: does it in the glee exactly. he takes with it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So we've but...
0: kind of decided. I think for, for An- Angelus Angel is irredeemable. Angelus is irredeemable. He doesn't want to be redeemed. Yeah. He, yep. he, there is no redemption. He has forced hero complex by returning his soul. Spike yep. actually goes on the journey for redemption. Yep. Um, and I, I, I jokingly said, um, J.K. Rowling, when you asked who's irredeemable, but actually Harry Potter, because it's very difficult to talk about any kind of fantasy or sci-fi topic without <laughs> mentioning Harry Potter. Ah, uh,
2: the controversial is Snape a redemption arc? Okay, I'm no, no. No, no. 50% of your fan base.
0: No. Okay, nope. so when I was, um, so this this is a story all about how my podcast got started off the ground. Um, but when I was uh talking about doing this podcast, I was talking to someone um in in a sauna. I was talking to a friend in a sauna um about uh making this podcast and doing something on redemption arcs. Um and we were kind of throwing people around and who is redeemable, who knew who isn't. And I said, uh what about Snape and this woman who I have never seen before in my life out of the mist from the other side of the room went, Oh, Snape is so redeemable. Yeah. He's got like the best redemption arc. And I actually kind of vomited a bit in my mouth, but I'm oh. too polite and British to have said, Oh my God, you're so wrong. So I just said, mm, that's really interesting and left. Um, <laughs> um. But I think we have to talk about Harry Potter. And I think we have to talk about the redemption arcs in Harry Potter and how I think, there is actually only one.
1: It's not Snape.
2: It's not Snape. I think
0: no. Draco is the only redeemed character. Hmm. Uh,
2: Draco is a really, really the inter- only. Sorry, go on. No,
3: go on. I was only gonna say, I think he's maybe the only really redeemable character there of the villains because he's a child. He's brought and... up in that way to to be how he is. He's set yeah. up with Harry as like this nemesis from before he's even met him, like, what kind of chance does he have? Um, and yet you see when he's older how conflicted he is. Like, this is not an easy journey for him to become a villain like his dad. So, I mean, I think he's really the only
0: redeemable kind of I think bad guy in the stories. Yeah, he's only the he's the only wizard Nazi that doesn't want to hate everyone else. Well, this um, goes
1: back to being born into evil, though, isn't it? Because that's what he is. He's, he's a pure-blood family. He's going to be in Slytherin. He is—he's like Hitler Youth, basically.
3: Yeah. Yep. Speaking as a former cult member, that is very hard to break away from. Yeah, like so, it requires yeah.
0: a lot of honesty with yourself and a lot of courage to walk away from everything and you've I grown don't, up with. I don't even care that he doesn't really start his redemption until after the end credits close, before the the you know the epilogue at the end. That's actually fine with me. But he does redeem himself. He obviously does go on this journey well, to redeem. We see himself. him start on that path, don't we? Mm.
2: Where, yeah we the see this Dumbledore you see how much he struggles with it i think yeah. for draco there are lots of moments where he's given a choice and unfortunately he doesn't make the right choice a lot of the time but you really do see him struggle with it and you see a lot of the times that he wants to make the right choice and like his dad walks into the frame or whatever and he can't because he can't lose face he doesn't want to lose his father's affection well like it's Boo really says- sad
1: these are hard things to break away from. If, you, if, as well as sort of an ideological position and the personal familiar position, that's a lot of different barriers to break through,
0: isn't it? Yes. And I think, if, we, if we're talking about redemption arts, I think Dumbledore is an irredeemable character as well.
2: Dumbledore is problematic in himself. He doesn't... Does he actually ever care for the children? Does he ever really care for Harry? Problem, or is he just using him?
1: The problem with Dumbledore is that he's used as the character that knows what's going on, really, which means he has to keep the kids in the dark to some degree, which puts them in danger, which makes him not a good headmaster. But it's for I plot just, reasons, I, isn't it? It's he's bad. Just,
0: he's, chao- he's, he's certainly chaotic neutral at best. Um, yep. Lawful, evil... at worst but he is like he 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 has he he has his own vendetta and okay you could say his his vendetta is is for the betterment of the world well I'm pretty certain Dumbledore says the same thing you know I guess that's when do you realize you're the enemy I don't think he is the enemy but he certainly is not the hero that he's kind of painted to be and certainly not in the, the 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 films and the books we get maybe if anyone bothered to watch Fantastic Beasts maybe he is more of a hero um but I doubt it.
1: But that that's the thats the thing you have with sort of like, um, like the original trilogy versus the prequels is you're going in and filling in backstory that doesn't add up with what you've already been told. It doesn't... Yeah, because have...
0: at one point, Dumbledore looked, you know, pretty nice in sexy three-piece suits. And then one day he decided, nope, I'm going to wear a giant muumuu and a hat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like... they are
2: more comfortable. Let's be clear. <laughs> Basically, he discovered the Udi and I uh, applaud his uh, discovery and I think I understand that.
0: So talking about snape who obviously the woman in the sauna was telling me uh, was definitely uh, <laughs> redeemed um personally i don't think i think he's got a really weak redemption arc if a redemption arc at all no i don't think that was a redemption it's arc not a
1: redemption arc he does things for personal reasons and selfish reasons and he's kind of one of the good guys because he
3: has to be It's not even for
2: gain, though. He's doing it out of love for a woman that never loved him. It's all a bit creepy. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think at that point, it's not even love. It's just really kind of gross, unhealthy obsession, which it it uses to kind of bully
1: Harry. It's it's not like he's helpful to Harry, though, is he? He's mean to him. He bullies him. And he's like... He's not treating him well. He's not sort of. There's no respect for the daughter of somebody I once
3: loved. He's actually, he, he actually quite abusive. It. If he was a teacher, yeah, he abusive. would be sacked. And then at the end of it, he's like, "Oh
0: well, Harry, it's because I loved your mother. Well, Look thanks at a lot. Fuck off." Yeah. I think. Um, I think. For me, if 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 Voldemort had said to Snape, um, "Go kill off James Potter, and you can have Lily and Harry." And you can be a family and live happily ever after in my world. He'd have absolutely done it. There is yeah. no, he didn't, he helped Dumbledore and he turned because of the, I don't think he, would, he turned because of the death of his, of his love. Obsession. Yeah. But I don't think that's particular. I'm sorry, woman in the sauna that was very adamant. I don't think Snape is a redeemed or a redeemable character. I think the actual problem with Snape is that he's played by Alan Rickman, and obviously we all love Alan Rickman, so it's easy to confuse the two.
1: Oh, it does not compute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But Alan Rickman <laughs> often plays irredeemable characters. Like in Die Hard, his character's completely unredeemed and unredeemable. The Sheriff of Nottingham is equally the same. Um, douchebag yeah. Matt. Douchebag He enjoys playing Actually. those
1: characters, though, which is why we like to see him play those characters.
0: Oh, Alan
2: Rickman. Ironically, I think the only character of Alan Rickman's I wouldn't forgive is, is it Truly Madly Deeply, where he cheats on Emma Thompson as his wife? And that's the one where I'm like, no, I draw the line, Alan Rickman. I would not forgive uh, that character. How dare you ch- cheat on yeah, Emma Thompson? That's
0: love, actually. And yeah, that's but he, he does, he obviously enjoys playing the slightly irredeemable character. So we are we are going with, with Harry Potter, Snape, irredeemable. Dumbledore didn't, well... I
1: mean, he's just a dodgy character, isn't he?
2: I don't know if Snape is irredeemable. I just don't think he ever does get redeemed. Yeah,
0: I'd agree with that. I just don't that. think he
2: puts the effort in.
0: So you think he could have been redeemable?
2: Yeah, maybe. Everything...
0: I think he could have redeemed himself if he really wanted to, but he doesn't appear to. Everything he does is to. selfish and he yeah. doesn't
1: move beyond that because he dies. So.
0: <laughs> and then obviously you've got um, Voldemort, who is irredeemable, and Umbridge, who is also irredeemable. Umbridge? Yeah. Oh,
2: Umbridge.
1: Yeah, She's she's the most evil person in that entire franchise. Yeah, she
0: is, yeah. <laughs> okay, so are we kind of going with the the assumption that villains and villainy they shouldn't be entitled to happy to, to forgiveness and redemption? No, I think it, it depends
1: on what they've done and what they're willing to do to atone for it. And in yes. a lot of cases it doesn't we don't get a story that goes far enough. I
3: think yeah, a good really really example. example. Sorry. Sorry, go on. I was going
2: to say, I think a really good example of going right back to the start and the whole could Angelus have ever been redeemed? No, because he's a demon. Counterpoint is Michael from the Good Place, who you would assume could not <laughs> have been redeemed because he is a demon, but by heck, doesn't that lad work his socks off to try and get into the Good Place?
0: But I think the Good Place itself, the entire show is four seasons of redemption. Yeah. The whole, yeah. the whole journey of the show is 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 a redemption journey. Um. I think if you called it the redemption arc, it would be exactly the same show. Um, you yeah. probably wouldn't call it that. Give it away. Might give but, away, I was going <laughs> to say
2: might give away the plot, but
0: but every single character, by except Janice, um, who's not a person. Um, she's, yeah.
1: she's, she's not a woman.
2: Nope.
0: Not a robot not either. A yep. Um, every other character has to be redeemed. You think Eleanor, Chidi, Tiani, and um, Jason are all on a redemption arc. They end. They start in the bad place and they redeem themselves to end up in the good place. And in doing so, completely change the way the afterlife is structured to implement redemption for everybody. It is the ultimate redemption arc. Yes. Yeah, I love that show. Currently rewatching it. Still great. It's actually the first time I've re-watched it since I first watched it. So this is the first time watching it knowing that they're all in the bad place.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's subtly different, isn't it? It's very it well done. It's very well done actually. It's very watchable when you know what the twist is that's coming. It, you can see it. It's really well done, really subtle. But yeah, I, I mean, think I did Michael... question
3: it. Sorry. No, after you. I was only going to say I did question it a bit when we first watched it, um the first time around. But then I just kind of let a lot of stuff go because I thought like and a lot of shows where they show kind of heaven or hell, it's never really that good because it's like the limits of our imagination, isn't it? And mm. what people tend to come up with is always a bit disappointing, like Supernatural's idea of heaven. So I was just like, oh, this is another slightly disappointing off version of heaven or the good place, Yeah. which is what made the twist so great. It was like, oh, okay, actually, no, you do have an explanation for why, in fact, heaven is a little bit shit.
1: Yeah, it's like a, a but also bureaucracy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: It's yeah. a very... um American western version of kind of the good place yeah and I guess we see it from the point of view of uh, originally just one person who that would not be their good place but the person that they are they think they're in place of it would be theirs so I assume Mm. there are different in in the ethos of the good place the good place has different versions different neighborhoods as they say that have different versions of the good place and you're good place might be different to someone else's good place
1: actually as you say about the uh, re-watching it all of the all of the stuff that's wrong all of the 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 problems they all work really really well on like face value first watching it Mm. all of the things are because of this or because of that but the second time around watching it you just look at how intricately plotted the demons have been to get this because it is all explainable yeah. away very easily. It's like, oh, right, okay. But it's uh, it's very well done from both knowing the twist and not knowing the twist. Mm. Very well done.
0: But I think that all adds to the redemption of the characters within it, particularly yeah. Michael.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ma- um, Michael's a fantastic character. The journey is fantastic that he goes on.
0: And a fantastic redemption arc that he... I think he's one of the best examples of a redemption arc. I'd agree. Um, that we've currently got in television that seemed like a very bold statement that i've just made but i've made it because
3: no i think it's right though
1: as we're discovering in this conversation a lot of things that you would say a redemption arc turn out not to be that much of a redemption arc it's dressed up as that because we the audience like to see the bad guys and the good guys spend more time together or we the audience like to see somebody charismatic who happens to be a bad guy get more screen time so they're like redemption arc
0: and we have a, a as a society have a massive need and desire for things to end neatly in a little package, and uh, redemption for, figures very well into that. We we as a as a society have to. See the humanity in everyone. We strive to find humanity in both our heroes and our villains. Our heroes have it built in because they're the heroes. Woohoo! But the villains often have to work at it, and that's why we have redemption arcs. Is yeah. it's their strive, and the creators strive to build in that humanity to a character, and it's very hard to give that humanity to to villains. Otherwise, does that necessarily mean they always succeed? No. Does that mean our creators who are making these redemption arcs do them well? also not necessarily. And I think, I think viewing redemption as a scale, I think we too often than not kind of, again, possibly use death or one big act of redemption against a history or historic villainy. And I think that's, you know, if Die Hard was a redemption arc for Hans Gruber, um, you know, would him shooting the other bad guys and turning himself in at the end of die hard would that redeem everything he's done no but would we class that as a neat tied off redemption arc yes
1: well i mean and on the other hand he did shoot ellis so that's a definite plus
3: (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) but there's lots of and i think star wars is is the same with kylo ren and you know that one act we kind of go, oh, excellent! They, they, they turned, they turned their head towards towards the light, to the goodness, uh, to to the hero, and realised they were in the wrong, and then fixed it. Woohoo! It's very
1: lazy, isn't it? Though Kylo Ren is very lazy.
0: Yes. Just yeah. Finally. So if we looked at maybe, if we think again about the scales of 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 good and evil, and you'd have to balance them out to 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 be deemed redeemed or redeemable um if we think i think a really good example but also really poor examples of redemption are done in game of thrones yeah so when when researching this this episode um i looked at a load of kind of uh, redemption arc stuff and people uh i think mislabel a lot of arcs in Game of Thrones' as redemption arcs, including Sansa Stark. Oh,
2: I saw somebody talking about Sansa's redemption. I was like, what the heck has she got to be redeemed for? Being raped? For being a child? For, like, being abused? What is she redeeming herself for? No.
3: For Rachel. being a young, frivolous girl who likes taking boys and having terrible judgment and taste in boys. Sorry. Was
1: this... Did you Google redemption arcs and look at some lists? I did. Yeah, me too. And they weren't good lists because they weren't redemption arcs. They were, were they? they
0: were terrible. Well, this is <laughs> and thus yeah. I made a podcast about it. Um but Sansa Stark comes up a lot as a redemption arc. And I really can't get my head around what I think she has a fantastic arc, but her arc is evolution, it is growth, it is becoming she stops wanting to become the woman next to the king and starts realizing she can be the king herself.
3: Yeah, um I-
0: And it's her it's her admitting that she is she has power. She goes from thinking she wants to be next to power to being completely powerless to then actually striving for power and being good at it. So I think I think we mislabel her as a redemption arc because I do not think she has anything to be redeemed for. She makes some dumb mistakes, but she's a child.
1: I don't I don't think many of the characters of Game of Thrones are on any kind of redemption arcs really. They just they, they change with the times.
0: Lots of people say the Hound is another redemption arc, which I also disagree with. No. No. no
1: he 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 just he just he just, he just realizes that that, that that his bosses are evil. It doesn't make him not be a mean,
0: angry man. It's, and I think yeah. his final act killing his brother his brother was about to die anyway. There was no redeemable act there. He didn't save anyone by doing that. I'd have.
1: Did they call that Clegane Gate? Is that what they were calling? It? Yeah. Goal. yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That 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 feels like something that George R R Martin wasn't going to do, but the makers of the TV series decided they needed to do because they'd read it on the internet.
3: Yeah, that felt more like yeah. a grudge match than anything to do with redemption. Yeah, like he was killing yeah. his brother because he they hate each other and. Yeah. they were going to fight because but they both me, in the but for me he would've been
0: he would have been redeemed if he had the opportunity to kill his brother and instead had saved an orphanage full of children or had saved aria or he'd done some other act instead of pursuing his brother
1: which was he this came, whole thing? He came all the way south with Arya, didn't he, to to, to King's Landing? They came together I on mean, horses.
2: He came in a direction. It's Game of Thrones. Nobody knows what any <laughs>
1: geographical reference is, but yes. Yeah, but they they did the journey together, didn't they?
2: And yeah.
0: then
1: he told her to turn around and go back, didn't he?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He'd have been on 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 the road to a redemption arc if he'd have escorted her back himself.
2: Yeah. Well, I think the interesting thing, and I think people count him as a redemption arc. Is because he encourages Arya not to continue trying to tick off her list. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, he's on her list. So, yeah, it's in his (laughs) favor. (laughs)
2: True. Um, But, yeah, I think lots of people are like, oh, well, he helps Arya grow and blah. So, therefore, he's being redeemed. And it's like, no, one nice thing does not a nice person make. Evil people can love somebody and be nice to people. Like, history is full of documentaries of the loved ones of very evil people saying, well, they seem nice to me, but they can still be evil. That does not mean they are being redeemed.
1: That's just him saying to her, look at me, don't be like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's. So that's I, I think... mean, that's a, that's a great thing for a character to do, but that doesn't mean they're redeemed for all of the
0: crap that they've done. So I think... Uh... The other people that get deemed redemption arcs where they're not is Jamie Lannister and Tyrion Lannister.
2: Tyrion's another one, though, that Tyrion does some dodgy stuff, but on the grand scale of scale of Game of Thrones characters does he really need redemption in the same way as some of the others do he doesn't go out and out and go around murdering people for funsies like you know Cersei he doesn't you know there's lots of stuff Tyrion doesn't do is he the nicest person is he a bit happy to be in his cups yes does he act like a bit of a dick sometimes yes but generally he is trying to do what he thinks is best and often he is trying to do what he thinks will be best for the
1: people I think T- Tyrion has great character growth, but I wouldn't say he yes. goes from sort of evil to good. It's not, he doesn't he doesn't really have anything to redeem himself for. He's... Uh,
3: I mean, I struggled to get past him killing his ex-girlfriend.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't
3: think that was She did set
2: that... him up for, and like, then shag his dad behind his back. Like, it wasn't the best decision he ever Is made. Is that a proportionate response, though?
3: It's I not would a proportionate
1: response. I mean, it's a Game of Thrones response. But <laughs> yes. I don't think that he chose to do it it was a it was a heat of the moment he did it and probably regretted it but like
0: yeah. oh no i disagree i think he fully intended to strangle her really brutally in a horrible way it was a really intense scene
3: actually that's yeah. probably one of the most uncomfortable scenes for me
0: yeah yeah but i mean yeah.
1: that that aside because i don't think that's a typical day in the life of Tyrion Lannister is it
3: Murder of his ex girlfriend. Murder, aside, murder of his really?
1: Ex girlfriend. Um,
3: <laughs> take note. Leaving move, aside that move. he's perfectly <laughs> fine. Well, I mean,
2: would like, kind of forgotten about Shay. I'm not going to lie. Have actually,
3: I have. Actually, <laughs> oh, I've been holding a grudge.
1: I, it's. I, I, I had actually completely forgotten about that because
3: it's such a. <gasps> you forgot that he murdered his ex girlfriend. Yeah, but it's what a, the fuck. It's a terrible little side story, isn't it? <gasps> You're not, calling her a little side story after <laughs> you not murdered her. her. Murder,
1: I mean, the whole little thing that that's wrapped up in it's just like. Uh, that's when it started losing its way. That. Ugh.
2: Stephen, stop digging. Yeah. Walk away. Talk about a different thing. and And Um I would um, agree. Yes, Tyrion made some terrible decisions, bad, bad things. But on the scale of Game of Thrones characters, is he as bad as some of the others? No, I think he does do a lot to try and be redeemed. So yeah, maybe he should, he there is should, a redemption arc there. But I would have say he
1: killed his ex-girlfriend though. I'm, 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 I'm. Yeah. I'm... I'm being told I'm to say up. With, with withering glare at me, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't think there is a redemption arc to be had. Yes, he does shit things, but he continues to do shit things. Yeah. Um, his motivation behind them does sort of change slightly. But I, um, and Jamie, everyone classes this big redemption arc, and I think he has amazing self journey. You know, he starts off as as this. Yeah, he realizes his character growth, isn't it? But I just well,
2: I he, think. It- if you're talking about irredeemable acts, literally threw a child out of a window.
1: Yeah, but it was Bran.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm not gonna lie, I did laugh. That was quite funny when he yeeted him.
0: <laughs> um, mainly because the graphics look so awful. Like, if you re-watch it, it doesn't it doesn't age well? Um, nor does Bran. Um, but <laughs> um, I think he. Could have done a redemption if he had then saved Bran, but he didn't. He and not that he went back to Cersei. I think that was kind of an inevitability and, and and irrelevant. But his it wasn't a redemption for him. It was evolution. You know, he started. He had all the money. He was a great sword fighter. He was attractive. He had everything he wanted, and he lost all that. You know, he physically lost who he was, and he had to rebuild himself yeah. in the in a new image. And he was a better person for it. And at the crunch moment he could not abandon who he used to be. And I completely I have no issue with that as a as a storytelling device. But it was not a redemption plot because he wasn't on a path to redemption. If you want someone Did he
2: stop Cersei before she tried to burn the place down with kind of the mage fire or whatever the hell it was. No, he didn't. He tried to talk her out of it, but he didn't physically stop her.
0: Oh, dear sister, don't set everything on fire. Oh, no, never mind. Yeah. um, If you want a proper redemption art, it is Theon who literally um balanced those scales perfectly because he, early on, he gave Bran, you know, he, he sold the Stark children out to the Bolton's, it was the Boltons, wasn't it?
2: Well, he didn't. He didn't because it was fake children.
0: But he, yeah, fuck those poor children. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't saying it was any better. I was just saying it wasn't actually the the.
0: the they don't the have
3: names. Stark. We don't care about them. Well, at least they were warm no. right before the end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He did sell out the Starks. He and he did because he wanted what they had. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like he was technically a prisoner for his whole life that wasn't he
3: he was a what? rapey asshole.
1: no i mean like he was he was taken from uh the iron islands and raised by the starks but he was, he was a political he was a hostage um yeah he was a hostage he was with the Starks to keep the iron islands in check so that's not his family and and he is a political prisoner
0: i always assumed he was going to end up being essentially the hand to rob stark that's what i thought he was being set up for was a noble consort type role I'm a, I'm maybe I'm noble might.
2: consort i might watch that but um
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a different he thing he would consort nobly
0: <laughs> um but he does redeem all his bad actions by saving brand at the end he is the final line of defense between Good and evil, and he does redeem himself in death he does have well a good he starts,
2: death. yeah, his redemption arc starts with saving Sansa, though,
0: oh yes. yes, yes, yeah,
2: like he's completely broken and crippled as a human, like physically, mentally, emotionally, he has been destroyed, and he's still, yes, it's in some ways to try and save himself, but he doesn't think he's going to make it out of this, save Sansa.
1: And and con- considering how broken he is at that point, how ha- how broken um, Ramsey Bolton has made him, mm. that's quite a, a brave thing to to be able to do, really. So, yeah, that's a that's a big thing, isn't it?
0: But yeah. that is the start of his redemption. That is as he starts to to pass stuff onto the good deed side of the scales. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I think he, for me, he is the only Game of Thrones character that actually has that redemption. Arc fulfilled. I'd agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And obviously, what we do know is the books, uh, not that they'll ever, ever, ever finish writing them, but they may have <laughs> a completely different outcome. And maybe we are all completely incorrect. And maybe they do all have really good redemption arcs. Ha, I, will be surpri-
1: I will be surprised <laughs> if Clegane Gates in there.
0: Uh, the books are never going to get finished, so I wouldn't worry is it, too is much.
1: It, is it just the last one that hasn't been
0: done? Is that.
2: No. No, it's not. Is it not? No, I'm sure there's two. At least.
0: He's had one. Like, he just keeps extending the length of time. It's been like 13 years since the last one.
1: Hmm. So he's not going to fulfill he'll fulfill his redemption arc, is he? No.
0: no. I mean, he
2: after doing the last ones, he was then an arse at Worldcon or whatever. So, yeah, he's added negative points to his scale.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, what we've spoken about and what I think we have noticed, he's talking about a lot of male characters And I think there is a real reluctance in the world of of fantasy and science fiction to give women redemption arcs, um, or certainly fulfilling redemption arcs. Um, Yeah, of this list we've spoken about, there's been very, very, very few women. And when you try and find female redemption arcs, they are always terrible examples, like Sansa Stark, for example, being a female redemption arc. I have
2: one good female redemption arc for you, which is Helena from Orphan Black. Ooh. Um she starts out raised in a crazy religious cult to be an assassin and is told that she is the original and her purpose is to take out all these clones because they're children of science or whatever and go against God and she is completely psycho and evil and just going around killing people willy-nilly. Um and as she kind of goes on her journey, she begins to connect with others and realize that maybe what she was taught growing up wasn't the right thing. Um, And she goes on a real journey um, to kind of save her sisters and save others um, and, you know, save Sarah's child, whose name has completely fallen out of my head and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, And by the end of it, she's living a happy life, Um, obviously pretending she's not who she is because I think she's still wanted by the police or whatever but you know, she really has come around and changed who she is and become a better
3: person I would agree with that I think Zoe's right that she has a really good arc in the end because she does start out as kind of what you think is going to be sort of a big bad for the season when you find out who's been taking out all of the other clones Um, and then you get to know her and understand why she is the way that she is Um, and she does start to kind of come around and be a bit more of an ally, and it takes some time, and it's obviously hard for her because of her upbringing, basically. Well, that, that's what makes the story good, though, isn't which it? Which is it's, what makes the story good. It's fits good.
1: and starts. It's not a straight path, yeah. which makes it you know harder for the character to do it if they have setbacks.
0: So other than Helena, I'm struggling to put together good female redemption arcs. Um, the only other one I can think of is possibly... If... She goes to prison for uh... what she did. Yeah, well, That's I not redemption, is... that's incarceration. That's a different No, but thing. she
2: chooses. She hands herself in. I would yeah, say she Faith does. is. Yeah,
0: she does. Having she... done a
2: rewatch recently of Angel, um, you know, Faith. Oh,
0: I forget she turns up in Angel. <laughs>
2: that's where her redemption arts kind of starts, though. It's it's Angel. So she accidentally kills somebody in Buffy, she goes completely off the rails, goes fully to the dark side. Angel tries to bring her back in Buffy and Wesley scuppers it dreadfully. Um her and Buffy have a big fight, she goes into the coma and you think, oh, that's the end of it. And then she wakes up from the coma, possesses or swaps bodies or whatever with Buffy and there's all this stuff and then she leaves and you're like, oh, we're finally done with her. How awful was she? She shows up in Angel, uh, tries to take Angelite, and in the end, in the big battle between her and Angel, she's just like, please, please kill me. I'm evil, I'm bad and I don't want to, I just want to die. I can't, I can't live like this or whatever. And Angel doesn't. Uh, and tries to set her on the right path. And in the end, she hands herself into the police and serves her time quite faithfully. She doesn't do anything. She stays quiet. She stays out the way. And in the end, she kind of comes back to Buffy for the final fight thing to be on the side of good. So I would say Faith
3: is. What is she actually incarcerated for, though? Is it for the murder? Yeah. Okay.
1: By saying that, the person she killed, she thought they were a vampire.
2: She yeah, but she then did go completely off the rails. So I think yeah. she goes into prison for the murder, but also for
0: like multiple grievous bodily harms and stuff. Like, yeah,
1: she was also kind of the mayor's enforcer for a little while as well, wasn't she? So yeah,
0: yeah, that okay. Was a relationship. But if we're yeah, talking about redemption arcs in Buffy, Willow's redemption arc is almost non- uh, what well, is completely non-existent. No.
1: Well, yeah, she's their friend, so they forgive her.
0: But she, she also gets healed did...
2: with love. Like, no, yeah.
0: But I mean, is that real love or is that love she was forcing through love potions? Because I think I think Willow's record island
2: filled her with a hug. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, Xander, the incel before incels were popular. Um <laughs> No, I think Willow gets a really terrible redemption arc. She doesn't get the opportunity to redeem, she is just forgiven. Um I think the redemption arc that always leaves the worst taste in my wrath is the uh Marvel Natasha Romanoff. Redemption
1: arc? Eh, no. Are you talking about the MCU? Yeah. Elaborate.
0: Well, we are led to believe she's on a redemption arc when we start watching because she was a, a Russian agent, you know, a, a, an assassin, and yeah. she's on a redemption arc and she is fully redeemed when she dies. Yeah, she doesn't need to die no. to be redeemed. At that
3: point, she's already redeemed herself. Like well, I spent mean, the last few this, years this holding is, the Avengers together
0: and keeping everything going this is after a problem with the MCU, switching sides. Look, there's many problems with the MCU. I don't feel this... But yeah, this is one of them.
1: They're all redeemed repeatedly and yet they ignore it and carry on, don't they?
3: Yeah, they keep telling the same redemption story like, for a lot of the characters and it's yeah, really unnecessary.
1: Tony Stark would not sacrifice himself after sacrificing himself and trying to sacrifice himself in nearly every film he's in.
0: But, Natasha
1: Romanoff wanting to get the red out of a ledger and doing good and good and good and good. It is, yeah.
0: But, I mean, can you think of any better re- female redemption arcs within Marvel? Hmm. Gamora? Uh, Gamora, yeah. Gamora, I was gonna say Gamora. Yeah, yeah. Does she actually redeem herself? Nebula. I think Nebula is currently on a redemption. I'll be interested to see how much airtime she gets now. I think there's definitely a redemption arc in progress. I would say Gamora um I mean she was she was part of the Guardians of the Galaxy which were were nebulously mostly good but not fully and I'm not sure that completely atones for all the stuff she did for Thanos. No, but I think she was definitely trying to
3: I mean
2: yeah cuz I we get the hint that she was trying to get on that redemption arc before we see her. So she's already thought about betraying thanos and trying to get the stones or whatever before star lord joins up like she's obviously already had that thought process star lord and the whichever bloody stone it is turning up or whatever um it's her first opportunity to do something about it
1: doesn't that go further back because in one of the end game or infinity war or whatever it is that she's already said that they can't find the soul stone so she'd already started to sort of rebel against Thanos at that point, hadn't she? Gamora. Is it yeah, Gamora?
3: she's already going behind his back before she even meets the rest of the Guardians. Yeah, yeah. That's how she meets them.
0: Yeah. So did yeah, she have to point. die to be redeemed? No. God, no. 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 So uh, the Marvel Universe is killing off their women. In yes. exactly the same way
1: twice. Yeah. They think they're being arty yeah. and they're not.
0: Yeah, they thought they were being clever, but it was just shit.
1: Yeah. So Hope I should have died
0: yes no he's a family man uh, yeah
1: but after spending five years murdering people he doesn't get to go back to his family on the farm with no consequences he's a
0: family man and now he's getting his own Christmas show Ugh. did you think yeah, that I the
1: the, tra- the trailer for that is a little bit in bad taste it's sort of like
3: yeah it's, Comedy hijinks in the yeah, holiday season yeah, from your favourite like, y- family murderer. Yay! Yeah, I have
2: real issue with Hawkeye getting a Christmas movie. It just yeah. does not sit it's well with TV me. It's a TV series, not a movie. Whatever, it's still not okay.
3: I mean, I assume they're going to have to address Hawkeye's need for redemption in that show. Otherwise, what is the fucking point?
1: Well, they've got to because like, he murdered people for five years. Why even
3: bother telling and, us the vigilante okay. backstory? And is she going to do something with it?
0: I think there's a real problem in our superhero movies, um, and the way we treat—well, the way we treat women in superhero movies, uh, but then how we portray their loss, their grief, their suffering, and how we try and package that into redemption when it doesn't work, and how, as we have pointed out, so many of them have to die to gain that redemption.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, you want to go back to the um, Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff. Dying in Infinity War, and then Tony Stark dying in Endgame, and who gets the loving send off and the funeral, and who gets nothing at all. <laughs>
3: no, that's not I true. I mean, through a get... table in a lake, that was something. So,
0: oh, yeah, girl, I'm mad. Um, but I mean, the Hulk has, has a really pathetic redemption arc as well. If you want, like, the men get very, very easy, quick pass on their redemption arcs i think for some of these like bucky barnes um okay he may not have wanted to do all those things as the winter soldier but there's very little effort to atone for those that he has Mm. done now he is
1: but i mean the the black widow the black widow movie goes into the fact that um there was mind control to get the black widows to be black widows so it's like sort of was Natasha Romanoff, did she even have a choice in doing this? She was, a, she was a child when she was indoctrinated into it. She was trained to be this. She was mind-controlled to do it. But it's like, but no, but she's the one that needs to be redeemed. Whereas some of the others, it's like, you know, like with Bucky Barnes, he didn't have a choice. Neither did she. But he gets redeemed much easier than she does. Bloody sexist, isn't it?
3: can't see because we're on a podcast but i nodded approvingly
0: (laughs) i like that i nodded approvingly so um i think we've kind of done a full circle on redemption arcs here the good the bad the ugly and the shit way we treat women in them um does anyone have any final redemption arcs they want to mention or raise
1: i'd mention bylar kreis from from farscape i always thought he had a good story He, he starts off as i mean like the basic premise is is that a man gets fire through a wormhole to the other side of the galaxy where there is this race called the peacekeepers who are kind of like space nazis and um bylar krace is sort of the first named space nazi officer we see and over the course of the show he um he he, he, he he's redeemed i mean he it's not a, it's not a straight it's not a straight arc from good to bad he has you know he's he's an evil character to some degree but he gets better. He gets more understanding. He breaks his indoctrination, and um, unfortunately, it ends with like a, a noble sacrifice. But still, I always I was. Oh well, at least he
0: character. dies, so you know he's redeemed.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think he needed to die to be redeemed because he was already pretty much there. But like we've we've touched upon earlier, sometimes death and redemption seem to go hand in hand, whether that's for the good or or not.
0: My only final uh, person to add uh, as a potential uh, redemption arc is one I don't think we've seen fully yet, the one that has not reached its peak. And I'm not even sure is at this point a redemption arc, but is certainly giving redemption arc vibes. And that's uh, Scylla from uh, Fort Salem in the UK, but known as Motherland in the USA. Mm. Oh, Scylla. Good one. Yes, that's Ooh, a good yes. one. That. That's a good one, though. Is she actually on a redemption arc or is is it actually a thing that needs redeeming? Are the spree actually evil or are they just thinking differently because uh I think Sarah the uh Grand Supreme is pretty evil I mean we did start the show with Scylla straight up
3: murdering a bunch of people in a mall really horribly so she definitely needs redeeming
1: yeah they they did touch upon that in, in interesting ways in the second season with having her go back to sort of the scene of the crime as it is and um to see the guilt on her face and
3: sort of... But that's the very beginning steps towards a redemption arc though, yeah. isn't it? It's to actually feel bad for the shit
1: that you did. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's I... it though. There's definitely some form of regret mm. and, and doubt. And... I
2: think Scylla's a really good redemption arc actually if you see all the progress she makes in season 2 I mean A I'm totally here for the buddy cop movie that was Cilla and Anacostia <clears throat> Star- uh, yes. going on their little road trips um, but she saves the young witch and takes her in um, she um, helps out the soldier lot to take down the, the evil head of spree lady she you know, gives a little bit of comfort to the woman. I yes, yeah, she murders her husband, but that's because he's a dick. Um, yeah, I enjoyed does, that. I'll allow it. Yeah, <laughs> but she does give comfort or tries to in a weird silly way to the woman because um, she recognised that that was not a healthy
1: relationship. Yeah, she, um, she she does have a good journey over the two seasons so far. I think
2: okay. Regina Mills, once upon a time, literally oh, yes. the evil queen. Yeah, she has a very good redemption arc.
1: Yes, she does.
0: Yeah. She's also the one kind of at the top of all the lists when you look at redemption arcs. So yeah, I can't believe it took me this
2: long to remember. (laughs) But, you know, she literally starts out as the evil queen. You cannot get much worse, at least in kind of fairy tale tropes. (laughs) Um, And she goes on this massive journey of kind of self-discovery and redemption and, you know, giving it all up for the greater good um, and becoming a much better person.
0: I'll allow it. Any last comments on redemption arcs? Do we feel we've redeemed... Have we redeemed ourselves over the course of this podcast? Are we now fully redemptioned? Redeemed? Stephen's not redeemed Redeemed himself his comments about
3: Shay. So we'll be talking about that later. Comments about who, sorry? Tyrion's ex-girlfriend. His little who? mishap in his history Tyrion's, as a character. Tyrion's who? <laughs>
0: Well, I feel okay. at least one of us hasn't.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Boo just, Boo just mimed strangling, I think me, or possibly Shay, I don't know.
0: No, it was definitely you.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: I think the thing we've come to realise through this podcast is that most redemption arcs aren't really redemption arcs. Yeah. They're just excuses to spend more time with the bad guys.
0: Um, well, on that note, hopefully, we'll have Boo back on a podcast in the future to see if she has worked any further on this redemption arc after murdering Stephen, <laughs> um, and maybe Stephen, you'll indeed come back to see if you've worked any further on your redemption arc of uh, not forgetting Tyrion's murdered ex-girlfriend.
1: He shot his dad on the toilet as well, didn't he? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I mean, that was great. Oh, that yeah. was funny, was it? So hang <laughs> on, he shoots his dad on the toilet. That's fine. His dad he had it coming. His girlfriend, that's not fine.
3: His dad had it coming. I'm right. perfectly fine with that.
1: Oh, okay. Uh... I don't know that I'm the one that needs to redeem anything here.
3: No, disagree. <laughs> uh,
0: dis- and that's <laughs> it for another episode <laughs> of the narrative <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> thank you again to my guests. Hello.
1: Thank you, Rachel.
0: Thank you.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, thank you. Uh, do you have any parting words or anything you'd like to shamelessly plug?
1: I'm not going to say anything else, so I don't get in any more trouble. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> Playing it safe. I
0: like it. <laughs> excellent well don't forget to catch the next episode where when we yet again delve into the depths of narrative on screen on the page in the stories we create and play ourselves you can catch us uh, at the narrative labyrinth on all good and pretty average podcast platforms including apple Podcasts, spotify alexa and podbean thank you very much for listening goodbye bye bye